Tonight on the Flophouse, we discuss Perfect Stranger, the finest Bruce Willis thriller since Color of Night. Now a partial synopsis of Perfect Stranger, courtesy of Wikipedia. The film opens with reporter Rowena Price, Halle Berry, and researcher Miles, Giovanni Ribisi, going after a conservative senator who has been having sexual encounters with his male interns. Rowena confronts the senator and records audio evidence. However, the story is shut down when the source clams up shortly thereafter, and Rowena's editor puts a stop to the story. Disgusted, Rowena quits her job. While walking home, she meets her childhood friend, Grace, who seeks her help in taking down Harrison Hill, Bruce Willis, a wealthy businessman. Grace gives her emails as proof of their extramarital affair, which he recently ended. A few days later, Grace is found dead, leading Rowena to suspect Harrison. With Miles' help, Rowena goes undercover as a temp at his company. She flirts with Harrison, both online and in real life, but he catches her snooping and fires her, believing her to be a corporate spy. At Miles' apartment, Rowena discovers a shrine to herself and explicit pictures of Miles and Grace. Miles arrives home and they have a falling out. Rowena goes to the police with evidence she and Miles uncovered who arrest Harrison for the murder of Grace. What happens next? Is Bruce Willis the murderer? Or is there a shocking twist ending that Simon is sure to hate? Let's join the others in the Flophouse. Welcome to the Flophouse tonight. Mm-hmm. Or in the morning, depending on when you're listening. My name is Dan. Could McCoy. be afternoon too. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, my name's Stuart Wellington. My name's Simon Fisher. So, Perfect Stranger. So this movie starred Bruce Willis. It did. It was a movie. And Halle Berry. And Giovanni Ribisi. And it was about the internet. <laughs> so was this movie made in 1992? It feels like the script. Someone wrote this script when, like, the internet, quote unquote, first hit. Because so much of it is like based on like AOL chat room shit. It feels like someone wrote this and it's been like kicking around different studios for like the last, what, fucking at this point, like almost like 12, 15 years? Right, well this belongs to that school of thriller, which is a bunch of creepy stuff happens online, huh? <laughs> I mean, because it, it's, it's all based around... Uh, online. Online, it's specifically romantic instant message style hookups. But as you point out, it appears to occur in AOL chat rooms. Now, I remember, now I can, I can vividly remember being in about, I want to say sixth grade. Okay, and I can't be absolutely certain, but I vividly remember hanging out with a friend who was one of the first people I knew that had the internet. And it was fucking the only thing to do on the internet was AOL chat rooms. And this would have been almost 20 years ago. So you log in and you're like, any other horny 13-year-olds? <laughs> Pretty much. You would literally like be like, hey, let's look at all the different chat room like headings. And they were all ultimately the same. Like They would be like, oh, this one's for, I don't know, role-playing. Or this one's for like comic book enthusiasts or whatever. But it all ended up being the same thing. Just a bunch of, I don't know, like 13-year-old fuckers being like, Hey, what's up? Fuck, 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 fuck. And like, get this guy out of here. And like, that was it. That was the internet 15 to 20 years ago. So, Giovanni Ribisi. Come along with Giovanni Ribisi plays Halle Berry's tech savvy friend in this. I think friend's probably the only way we could describe it, I guess. 
Yeah. Friend well, slash colleague? Halle Berry is a reporter. Yes. And Giovanni Ribisi appears to be in some sort of reporter support. The thing about Giovanni Ribisi's character is that he wears a lot of hats mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Like, sure. he's a friend. He's, you know, an unrequited lover. He's uh, some other shit. See, I and thought- eventually he's a victim. That's the thing. That's I, true. For a second, I thought you meant uh, that he literally wore a lot of hats. Honestly, gonna, honestly, Dan, you, I thought Berry. that same thing too. Halle Berry is the one. I'm like, Stuart, you did not wear any hats. You were thinking of Halle Berry's character. She wore a bunch of jaunty caps through the entire film. Which was also a weirdly, what's the word? Uh, not apocryphal, uh, when it's out of time. Uh, uh, oh, an, uh, anachronism. anachronistic mm-hmm. um, sort of touch. I don't know, ladies these days seem to like hats. Yeah, but not like sort of Cheese cutter, as I believe the name is of the. They're sort of like country squire. um, Cheese cutter. They're gonna go fox hunting. Sort of called the cheese caps. But the point I was gonna make was that um, uh, Giovanni Rizzi is sort of the Jimmy Olsen character, let's say. Yeah, but imagine in a '90s or I guess (laughs) 2000 plus like kind of attitude. (laughs) You know, he seems to drink a lot. Like he does some hard living. Yeah, they all hang out at the bar Chumley's together. Yep, Chumley's, which is somewhere on the west side. You can check it out if you live in New York. Near the Christopher Street stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chumley's, check it out. They want to take down uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah, right. They want to take him they down. Do they want to take him they down. want to do a sting. Dan, why do they want to take him down? Well, Halle Berry's... On the surface or in the real no, world? No, no, on the surface. Halle Berry's friend... What was the friend's name? Um, I challenge you to remember. C- Camille? Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was Camomile. It's Grace. You were close. Uh, once again, I remembered the character's What's name Grace? the best. Yes, it was Grace. Okay, I'm going to trust you because I don't remember either. Halle Berry's friend uh, turns up dead after uh, mentioning becoming acquainted with Bruce Willis uh, via chat. I Harrison guess. Hill was his name. Harrison Hill, who I kept thinking that his name was Harold Hill, <laughs> which is the protagonist of the hit musical The Music Man. And I thought that maybe Halle Berry was going to take him down for running a band scam where he went from town to town selling band instruments. But it was really a scam. Yeah. Like in The Music Man. Exactly. The plot of The Music Man. Sure. A film I would have rather watched. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I I like The Music Man. Okay. I'm not going to fight in this one. It's a good Robert Preston vehicle. (laughs) We have gone very circuitous. Yes, it's true. So, Much like the film Perfect Stranger, we uh, are specializing in elliptical storytelling. Yes. Let me, let me, let's just touch on that real quick. Watching the beginning of this movie felt like I had just happened to catch a soap opera on a day off. Because <laughs> it was like, didn't you talk to Jonathan? Jonathan and Cam are already here. They brought Christopher with them. I'm like, who the fuck are these characters? Why are you just rattling off names? <laughs> or maybe, perhaps you had stumbled into someone else's high school reunion. <laughs> Like, people were trying, you know, uh, Jonathan. Jonathan's now working uh, right. with uh, Edgar. Mm-hmm. Thomas was there. <laughs> Thomas and Beverly. <laughs> they were in a big fight. <laughs> For a movie that was ultimately very, very stupid, <laughs> uh, it was very difficult to follow. <laughs> oh, at the beginning. You're a prick. <laughs> yes, that's true. It was incredibly difficult to follow, mainly but, because they were just, literally, they were just shotgunning out names. Well, part of it is because Halle Berry's character uh, uses a nom, nom de plume. Nom de Gua. Yeah. For when she writes uh, investigative journalist uh, stories, which is a man's name, which I think is kind of setting you up for the rest of the movie. Because mm. uh, it's all about different identities. Sure. Mm. Well, like, I didn't who are you really? You know right. what I mean? Are you who's, a, who's anyone? Stranger? Well, that's one of the things. Who the, was the Simon? Movie, the movie Dan. brings up Nobody the whole knows. idea of, like, in this, uh, you know, this information age. Well, in um, this, specifically in this internet age. Yeah, in this internet age. 
what defines us as people. Right. Well, hypothetically, I could get on the internet right now and create whatever false identity I wanted, and who's to know? Uh-huh. Simon Fisher would be hidden beneath a, beneath a number of, like, Chinese screens. Well, that's a point <laughs> that I, I, I sort of wanted to... Yep. That's a point I sort of wanted to get at, which was... Um, Halle Berry's character believes that Harrison Hill killed this woman, so to bring her down, as the intrepid girl reporter she is, she is going to lure him into her world of internet instant messaging, yes. which she knows that he is fond of. And um, <laughs> yep. to do this, she gets tech-savvy Giovanni Ravisi to set up an IM account for her. Yes. She actually she has him set it up for she her. She can't do it herself. This is beyond her skills. And I think you pointed this out, Simon. Her name was Rocket? Her Rocket name Girl. Yeah, her name was, hey, he's like, what name do you want? And she's like, how about Rocket? That was my nickname in college. First of all, no one's nickname is Rocket. Uh, <laughs> just literally well, right, not right, off the, Barry, right off the bat, no one got called Rocket in college. Also, I like that Rocket wasn't already taken as a handle. Right. <laughs> Rocket was available. It didn't have to be Rocket 179 or whatever. <laughs> just Rocket was available. No one had chosen Rocket. Not a lot of rocket enthusiasts on the internet. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know if you realize this, but the internet isn't filled with people who are interested in uh, rocketry sure. or any aeronautics, sort of the, ner the nerd pursuits. Right, right. Yeah, I'm not actually. I don't actually have a computer, so I don't know. Uh, well, then this must have been a fucking like, learning. Right, it, was, it was really very interesting. <laughs> Apparently, people use a computer for everything these days. Right. Occasionally, uh, dating. Murdering and literally <laughs> everything. Murders. Sure, everything. Anything Listening you want. to reviews of popular films. Yes, there's a million possibilities. Okay, um, I want to uh, introduce a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast. One of the, the name of the film is Perfect Stranger, guys. I am going to make a bet that this was not the original title that was on the script. Mm. So, what I would like us each to do is take a, a second. And come up with what we think was one of was earlier on the list of titles for this. You know movie. what? That actually is a really good segment. I like that. You kind of put me on the spot. <laughs> 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 so so fuck you. You're sort oh, of pimping him out. Uh, yes, a little bit. I I want to say the internet murderer, but that seems kind of obvious. I think I, I think it's probably that. I don't think that was it. Well, what it would have been? What it would have been? I am colon internet murderer. Sure. Holy shit! That's. You know what? I'm gonna give you a high five right now. That was fucking really good, dude. Dan? I'm, I'm sorry that I'm away from the microphone as I'm keeping my cat away from the podcast wires. Uh, well, cats are dicks. I don't know. I think probably it was called The Net, starring Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> had, to, had to change that title there, yeah. Because it was already taken. Uh, it was really weird that they, they titled it starring Sandra Bullock, too. Cause right, I, it I seems long. It was, well, that was sort of dream casting. Well, the screenwriter, and also commonly speaking, they won't feature the actor or actress's name in the title of the movie because no. it kind of breaks the fourth wall a little Being bit. Being John Malkovich, maybe is like pretty much the only example. One example, Not, yeah, once. Right, One like for instance, you wouldn't have the title of a movie be I don't know, Lion King, music by Elton John, <laughs> because it kind of takes you out of the experience. <laughs> Damn so, like that one. Nice. Before Perfect Stranger. Point to me. I just like that your brain went to that. <laughs> yeah, it's time wired. Stu, what do you got? Before Perfect Stranger, I think it was Danger dot 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 computers. Exclamation <laughs> point. Okay. So it was one of those two at least. Okay. I like I am colon instant murder uh, internet <laughs> instant murderer. <laughs> yep. I am instant murderer? That's okay. Between the two of us, I think what we put together here is probably the most accurate picture. 
Exactly. Maybe it was called Halle Berry. <laughs> You're doing it again with the name of the what, movie. Halle Berry Dr. Com? <laughs> <laughs> Hollyberry.com was the original name of the movie. Yes. Well, no, Old word, is there a hyphen? I like, well, no, I, I just like that there was a brief Vogue for putting .com at the end of uh, movie titles, like fear.com. Sure. And, uh, and there are other examples. He's being a dick mind. right now. Apparently. Yeah, name the other ones. I mean, unless we're talking about the popular Jethro Tell album, jtull.com. Sure, that was another thing that came out at the same time. Well, Ian Anderson discovered this thing called the internet and released yeah. an album about concept album, I believe. That, was, that came first, and then there was the vote for putting I in front of things, and now probably putting Google in front of things is the standard internet joke. That is true. I think this uh, movie was called, was called HTTP. HTTP. Yeah, we're going to the same place. You got to take this one, Dan. Um, uh, forward slash forward yes, slash www. P.S. I love you. Backslash Holly Berry. Backslash there's a good ass murder. Now, son. HTML. Simon, you know, I was paying attention to our podcast, sure. and in the past, you uh, have complained about your dislike of twist endings. That's true. Now, uh, I wasn't paying My that favorite close part about this is that you got that from listening to the podcast. <laughs> I wasn't paying that close of attention to uh, the movie Perfect Stranger. Okay. But was you, there You, a by the way, ending? made the wise decision. And yes, Stu, there was a twist ending. No kidding. No fucking fake, bro. There what was a way crazy twist? twist ending. Um, I don't, you know what, I now, don't, I don't want to sound like a broken record. Sure, okay. But there was a fucking twist ending in it, and guess what? It was fucking retarded. It was a retarded twist ending, and it was exactly why I hate twist endings. Because you have what is, you know what, okay, there's a thriller, blah, 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 it's maybe not the greatest thing you've ever done, and I think in a way, like, it almost feels like a writer's like, you know what, I really gotta punch this fucker up a little bit. I know, how about a twist? Like, yeah, your script kind of sucked. And the twist was equally sucky. No one will fucking ever guess what the twist is, by the way. Unless hey, I'm probably, I'll probably say it. Unless they've seen the movie. So well, not a movie. Or not I'll a say it in a minute because I get all twist. I get all fucking pissed off. I mean, this response totally not a surprise. Dan, you love twist endings. That's true. If I recall, you defended twist endings pretty vociferously. I think that that is probably an overstatement. Mm, was it my really feelings about twist endings? Uh, okay. Listeners, I challenge. Go back and and look at. Well, here's the thing, like, and you'll find endings, that Dan loves twist endings. It's in the he loves it. Yes, but, check it out. The thing about twist endings is you should have to be licensed. Like a special test you have to yeah, take? Yeah, you should be able to, you should have to take a test to see if you can do it. Because like if you can pull the twist ending off Who would administer the test? It's fucking the amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, who did I, I I think I held up Christopher Nolan as like a good twist ending So Christopher, Christopher Nolan, Nolan would administer the test. A twist ending test sure. and be like, Christopher Nolan, who by the way has made two major motion pictures. No, he's made he, he's made a couple more. He's made more other ones. Uh Batman begins. Yeah. Insomnia. Oh! You did Insomnia? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, guys. But so the point is, like, I, I think that when they're done well, they're like a magic trick. Oh, like, like Christopher Nolan. It's a magical experience. No, I'm not going to just hold up Christopher Nolan. I mean, like, if I, you know, was born back when... Uh, the Village. Uh, <laughs> you are a fucking dickhead. If I was of Go age... Go to hell. If I was of, of, an, of a movie-going age back when Planet of the Apes came out, I probably would have been like... Holy shit! They were on the their Earth the whole time. Okay. I mean, at this point, you know, sure. clearly that, no, I no, know that's, that that's that's a, that's that's honestly that's a fair one. I'll give you that one. If I remember, the original challenge was that you named five good twist ending movies. You were so far at three. My point is, and this is over a course of 
of a month. When done well, it's a fantastic magic, magic trick. When done poorly, it's what you say. It's like someone gets to the end of a script and they're like, alright, holy shit, okay. <laughs> fuck, I'm fucked. This fuck. is basically. I've hit it in the corner. It's sort of like corner. a pedestrian thriller. I, I, I need something else to jazz this up. I'm gonna just pull out a piece of paper that lists all my characters on it. I'm gonna throw a dart. And whoever the dart hits, that's who the killer's gonna be. Unless it's too obvious, I'll throw the dart again. <laughs> yeah. And um, I will just retrofit something. I'll retrofit something. I don't care if it makes sense. And in this case, I think you should spoil it, Simon. Yeah, I will fucking spoil it. You well, know what? The, thing, the argument Hold on, is, let's is that if, if we're going to be, uh, I mean, why wouldn't we spoil it? Because if we're doing our job even halfway right, somebody who hasn't seen the movie is going to be like, fuck that movie, it sounds retarded. And if they've already seen the movie, they don't give a shit if we spoil the twist. That's so fair. I don't see why we would, like, hold it under our hat or something. Here's the big twist fucking ending. The real killer was the main character, Holly Berry. She's the one that killed the girl who died. Wait a minute, Simon. Yes. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Haven't we been viewing the movie from her perspective the whole time? Yes, and yet she was the killer. Haven't we been sympathizing with her? We have, but you know what? She was the killer. That's what makes it so fucking good. That does blow my mind. Because it's so fucking surprising. I'm surprised. Yeah, I was surprised too. I'm still surprised. You we actually, just finished the movie a half actually, hour ago and I'm still fucking You actually shocked. were a little bit legitimately surprised, but I think that was just because you were surprised at the audacity. Right, I was shocked at how incredulous, like, I was incredulous as the fucking the balls of the filmmakers to be like, you know what? It was Holly Berry! And why did Holy she, shit! Why did she kill? She, okay, oh god, oh uh, fucking <laughs> hell. I was, at a certain point in the movie, there were some very poorly cut flashbacks to Holly Berry's childhood. Where it seemed like, oh, I guess Holly Berry was molested by, like, her dad, or her stepdad, or well, a father figure, guy, whatever. It was it? just some fucking guy. I don't know. So, what we find out at the end is that Holly Berry's mom killed the dad or father figure because he was a creepy molester monster. But, her next door neighbor and childhood friend, the girl who is killed at the beginning of the movie and the whole investigation is about... She witnessed the, the burying of the body. Now, apparently this, this girl that got murdered was literally a monster. And was blackmailing her childhood friend yeah. Holly Berry let's, about the fucking molesting dad that used to molest her that her mom killed. And so she's blackmailing let's, her. No, wait, but let's not pass this over. Up. I'm getting fucking Let's not pass this over, though, because we gotta, we okay. gotta point out that to, for <laughs> this twist to work, the girl who's been blackmailing... Has to have been blackmailing Halle Berry since like the age of like what 10, 12? Yes, she witnessed she it to, when she was about 10 years old. She has to have been like, you know what? I can turn this me witnessing the burying of this body to my advantage and blackmail Halle Berry for, I don't know, like lipstick and candy. <laughs> Let's also point out that um, this girl, this horrible crass manipulator, also, I guess, seduced Halle Berry's boyfriend? Mm. And they had an affair. So there's literally this is a Halle Berry's boyfriend who I didn't realize was her boyfriend until you explained it to me. Right. Well, I'm pretty fucking astute because he was in he was in two scenes in the yes. first Ooh. hour of the movie. Literally, and no, I no, was no, out I of mean, the room whoa, getting whoa. a drink during the first scene. Dan, let's so. uh let's be clear. He was in two scenes in the movie. Mm. Like from the beginning until the movie was over, he was in it two times. One time because Holly Berry came back after a date with him date not being shot at all and she just like I guess I can't tell if she was fucking him in the kitchen or just like grinding her pelvis against him I couldn't tell it's he's in it's the same thing dude. sure that's I, I don't know how it works exactly 
Um, later on, he was in it again, and at this point, I'm like, you were like, Dan, you were like, who's that guy? I'm like, no, that's that's her boyfriend. That's the one the other girl I had an affair with. Don't ask me how I knew it, but I fucking I figured that shit out. So anyway, he's the guy from CSI. He's, it's awesome. Um, so this fucking girl has been blackmailing all along, sleeping with her boyfriend, etc., etc. Just a real primo bitch. So what Holly Berry does is she murders her. Now, not only does she murder her, but she murders her and also sets up this guy. This guy named Bruce Willis. Right. <laughs> Which, by the way, makes very little sense when you return back over it. Because, you know, we are led to believe that uh, poor Halle Berry has been... Well, uh, she's been victimized. She's been victimized in her life. And she's been molested. And then she was blackmailed. She really needed to get out from under the situation. And fine, that's fine. But then she decides to do it by framing, I don't know, some guy, some 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 rich guy. Yeah, just some guy. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, like, what's why did she even frame him? I mean, it's not like there's that much fucking police investigation. Like, it wasn't clearly. Like, it no, wasn't she like really he was getting really hot. She really could, like, if if she wanted to, she probably could have bumped off uh, that girl without anyone really noticing that much. Right. That's pro- that's. She true. didn't have to go through like an elaborate mastermind. Fake sting operation. <laughs> fake investigative trial. reported. With the fucking trial. Yeah, with the whole trial and everything. It was crazy. crazy. And, and in the end, uh, Giovanni Ribisi... Well, Giovanni Ribisi figures it out. And, yes. and what he does is he confronts her with the knowledge. He breaks it down for us, the viewer. Right. Because and also for not Halle only, Berry. Not only, right, and also for Halle Berry. He, he tells Halle Berry how she did it. Right. Like, now, the reason why the scriptwriter did that is because he wrote a shitty script. Mm. So the viewers at home might be unclear about what shitty shit he had written shit style. So he's like, hey, this is exposition uh, for you to figure out because I didn't make it clear at all. So he breaks down for us, the viewer, it's like, oh, of course, and then this, and then this, blah, 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 blah. Prior to this, it's important to point out that Giovanni Ribisi's character was... Mm-hmm. At first, it seemed as though he might have a an innocent crush on Holly Berry's character. He maybe thought she was cute. I don't know. Later on, she goes to his apartment when he's not home to, I don't know, drop something off or something, and discovers his weird, like, porno oh, yeah. linen closet. Yeah, we, an evidence dungeon. His yeah, evidence we, we dungeon. We talk about the return of the evidence dungeon. Sure, and then uh, this is a slight tangent. She goes into the bathroom, and there's a weird, literally gigantic linen closet. Probably the biggest closet I've ever seen. He lives in, I guess, a regular New York apartment, and as a person which for non-New York natives, they're small and shitty. Yeah, I don't have a closet that's devoted to just my linens and pictures of pornography. Sure, let me ask you, Dan. In your apartment, how many actual closets do you have at all? Um, there's there's basically one closet and and a room that we treat as a walk-in closet because it's too small to use for anything else. Now, would it be large enough to not only stock, I'm going to say, from what I remember seeing in that scene, 20 to 50 towels? No, my, my true closet was Because not. he owned 20 to 50 towels. Yeah, he, he, he did a lot of drawing. <laughs> yep, he took a fucking wet guy. He's a wet guy. A lot of drawing. <laughs> to tell off after a long day of... Of I masturbation. Somebody, yeah. And in his evidence yeah. dungeon, he also had pictures of Halle Berry arranged in a weird sort of Christ-like... Well, like a like a halo. What he had gotten his head. hand on, he had gotten his hand on some kind of a mannequin, and had glued or pasted—I don't know—a shitload of pictures of Holly Berry to the mannequin. 
Now, that's crazy, right? Like, that shit is the kind of shit that anyone puts in a movie because they're trying to create a great big neon sign for, like, this person's crazy. Like, it isn't real. It's so fucking fabricated just for movies. Like, the guy who made a weird shrine to the girl. Like, it only happens in movies. The next next time I'm interested in a girl, I think I'm going to do that shit because who gives a rip, you know? Right, nobody's fucking, no one has to know. By the yeah, end. You've got a spare closet. Fuck it. Put it in there. Fuck it, dude. Like, give me a chance to work in my scrapbooking. And sure. By the end of the movie, though, we are, we are asked to forget how creepy Giovanni Ribisi is and sort of accept him as, I guess, Pretty the, the de facto hero of the film. The but, guy and then who figures the it thing. out. Now, Giovanni Ribisi, we find out that his crush was, in fact, not a crush. It wasn't just that he had tender feelings for Holly Berry. He was a meant, apparently, to be a creep. Like a fucked up creep. He's like, he's a goddamn creep. So now he cracks the mystery. He figures out like, blah, 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 Holly Berry, you're the one that did it. And here's why I know, blah, 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 blah. Now, the best part is there's a series of like, there's a montage, like a series of vignettes of like. Always him, a good idea. Right, always. Literally always a great idea filmmaking wise. Where he's like, talking to her in the hallway, talking to her in the kitchen. The entire exposition takes place over, what do you want to say, like seven minutes? Maybe. Okay, let's say seven minutes just for the sake of argument. There's a scene of them sitting on the floor in the hallway, Indian style, facing one another. There's a scene of them sitting on the couch with her head in his lap as he's explaining how she's a murderer. The scene ends uh, with them in the kitchen and I guess making breakfast together? Yeah. At which yeah, point he turns like around. Been together right. They're making breakfast all together. night. They're making omelets. Um, he turns around and says like, blah, 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 so you did all these murders. But here's the question. What are you gonna do for me to make sure I don't tell? At which point you're like, oh, so he is a creep and a sexual predator and a monster. And she stabs him. She murders yeah. him. She which I can answer that question for him, dude, because if you find out somebody's a murderer, the last thing you want to do is be like, I could tell somebody. Just, what will you do to just keep show my house? You know what? They probably won't murder you. Yeah. Because clearly they don't have it in them. Yep. Yeah, if I if I know that I, I what I do is I show up at someone's house. Sure. I explain how they did it. And then I make it clear that I've not told anyone else. <laughs> right, nobody knows. And then I threaten them in some way. Sure. Be it sexually right. or just, well, you know, Well, sexually money is generally or, the most yeah, but sexually is usually the best way. It's the most rewarding. I mean, sexually speaking, if you want to get stabbed. I point sure. out how clever they are in disguising the last murder they performed. Uh... Reminding them of their prowess at murdering and uh, <laughs> yep. how they murder people, and how no one could ever catch them because they're so good at murdering. And I might even right. remind them that I live in a weird little basement that nobody knows about. And let's uh, take a moment to acknowledge the haunting last shot of the film. Someone from across the way, looking out of their window, witnesses Halle Berry stabbing Giovanni Ribisi. But not only that, but that shot very much mirrors Halle Berry's childhood friend in the first place seeing the bearing mm. of the father it's haunting the cycle the cycle of violence and blackmail continues yes and murder perhaps Halle Berry will uh, frame Bruce Willis for <laughs> yeah, that guy's the murder. murder of her neighbor <laughs> nobody knows well, we'll have to stay tuned for Perfect Stranger Part 2 yeah alright well um, the time the time allotted for this segment uh, has has run out I'm uh, becoming a taskmaster okay. trying to keep things down can we so, can we talk about one more thing real we can quick? talk about one more I just thing want to touch I just want to touch on the point that throughout this entire movie Bruce Willis's character is a, a successful businessman sure. he's also what's presented as being quite the ladies man he's seduced many many women his game let's call it his game for lack of a better okay. term he's trying to seduce Holly Mary his game 
involves them going to a bar together and him discussing the finer points of a daiquiri. <laughs> now, ladies out there, you can be sure that I took a lot of notes on this. And you will have your ass way the fuck more seduced in the future by me when I employ that word for word. Yeah. So, a little too much sarcasm, dude. No, I'm being sincere. Women get turned on. You can't tell when I'm being sarcastic and when I'm being sincere. I can't. Not anymore. Like, women really like people to explain, sort of pedantically, uh, (laughs) what makes a really good daiquiri. Right, daiquiris. The manliest of all Mm -hmm. the alcoholic beverages. The daiquiri. But I I think that we need to. A uh, Hemingway daiquiri. A Hemingway daiquiri. And we all know also how much women love. Ernest, Ernest Hemingway. Hemingway. <laughs> Chicks love Ernest Hemingway. That is true. Oh my god. So let's uh, let's wrap this up. Let's uh, render our final judgments. And as wow. always, the the official Flophouse categories are. No, it's a movie that you wouldn't recommend at all. It's a movie that you would recommend because it's retarded, or a movie that you would recommend because you actually kind of liked it. Yeah. Dude, I just Those rattled that off in ten seconds. You rattled it off. Big surprise. Stewie, what do you think? This movie sucked and I don't want to watch it again. And I don't think anyone else should have to watch it because it totally sucked. Dan, now, step up to the plate. I would recommend this to watch for its hilarity because I think really, I think this, sh- I, I think that this shit was bananas. Wow, <laughs> the shit was not fucking bananas. It was the shit was my shit. This 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 my shit. This movie was. We're gonna get fucking. Gwen Stefani, Gwen she's going to be suing us. That's Gwen Stefani fair. listens to this podcast. And Gwen Stefani, I'm sorry, it was an homage. Um, no, I thought it was hilarious. I really thought it was really. Hilarious. I did. Okay, well, I'm not going to recommend it at all because that movie pissed me off. All right. Honestly, and that's based mainly on, obviously, the fact that it's a twist ending and we all know how I feel about that. But also because I spent the first 15 minutes of this movie having no fucking clue what was <laughs> happening. Because all the characters were just fucking rattling off shotgun style the name of characters that weren't in the movie. <laughs> like, don't you remember what Christopher said to Thomas? Like, I don't know who these fucking people are. I don't know what's happening. I'm just mad at this movie right now. Sure. So I say fucking no. Don't watch it because it's for dickweeds. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. Let's uh, let's move on. Before we do some recommendations. Okay. Because you got some shit in your hand. I have some papers in my hand. Because Stuart was already looking at them, I think I'm going to move on to this section, which is a listener feedback. Okay. Cool. Oh, this is all. I'm fucking excited about this. Our first actual uh, listener feedback. Some emails came in. I would love to hear these. The first one's a bit of a cheat. It's from my old friend Rusty, who uh, I know back. I don't know. From, I don't know Rusty. I know from oh, middle I know school. Rusty. I'm gonna skip over the first part of uh, Why? Is his it email. personal. Just talking um, about like you and him all the time. Sure. Okay. But he does want to say, uh, taking extra liberties to introduce my own picks into the show. My favorite overlooked horror Halloween film might very well be Pin. Canadian title: Pin, a plastic nightmare, starring Terry O'Quinn of Lost fame. Keep up the good work. And I have to... I, um, I'm not familiar with that movie. I, I watched Penn over Chris, last Christmas. I was over at Rusty's place. And, uh, at, you know, Terry Quinn, as he says, John Locke of Lost. Also, cool uh, character. The Stepfather, the horror movie. Uh, the I'm not familiar with that movie either. You don't know The Stepfather? No. You know, a guy, guy, guy goes from family to family, uh, killing them when no. they're not perfect? No. Right. I know the granny. That's kind of like that. Sure. Oh, I like it. Pen is about Terry, Terry Quinn's character is this doctor mm-hmm. um, who has this life-sized sort of you know uh, medical mannequin named Pen, P-I-N, mm-hmm. and he does like little ventriloquist things for his kids. He's like, hey, I'm Pen, Bob. I'm hello there. 
But so, better than that. Sure, all right. Sure. And uh, his son sort of becomes obsessed with this mannequin. With Pin. And um, thinks of him as a friend. And then okay. after Terry Quinn dies, he sort of takes on the Pin persona and uh, kills people. Right. As sons will do. It's a, it's a pretty creepy and very Canadian film. Okay. I agree with that overlooked... Uh, okay. Uh, maybe I'll watch it. So yeah. Rusty has given me a good thing to look at. Thank you, Rusty. You All right. You are a gentleman and a scholar. Okay, and we've got another another message. It Who's says, this one from? This one's from someone called Sunny. Sunny, I don't okay. know. Uh, S U N N Y. Okay. And it says, "Howdy, I like your podcast, but for me, every two and a half weeks isn't cutting it. Okay. I understand that you have lives, but I think you guys should do your show every week. A run through the park isn't as enjoyable without random laughs that make old people stare at me the same way they do the homeless guy debating the meaning of over easy with himself. So if you have the time and willpower." Maybe a little more frightening old people and chuckles? Thanks. You know what? I think that is a lovely email message. I want to take this opportunity to say that, yeah. Sonny, whomever you may be, you are a lovely person. And yeah. God bless you for saying those things. Uh, you're lovely, but at the same time, I need to point out that you're a little misinformed. We don't actually have lives. So. <laughs> no, Easy I, misconception. <laughs> would, you might imagine we're busy. I, I like the Sonny character. I'm the one who... I'm ready to dedicate this podcast to Sonny. Sure, let's let's do it. But this podcast uh, is dedicated to you, Sonny. I, I just want to say though that um, I'm the guy who edits the podcast. That's true. Um, I, yeah, you know what? That's that's I actually really them. fair. All the actual work that goes into this, literally all of the actual work, is performed by one Daniel McCoy. And yeah. Stu, I think we own this. Yeah. And I think you, the viewers at well, home, own I, that as well. I, I only mentioned Dan. Although, this thing's held together with glue and popsicle sticks. Well, thanks. Dan makes it happen. Well, I don't know why it's actually thanks to glue and the popsicle sticks, but the point is... You make it happen, Dan. Uh, I appreciate You're a special it. I appreciate that. As, as special as Sonny, if not more so. Sure, thanks. No, I'm just I, I am also the only married member of the that podcast. That is true. The irony is delicious. So, I actually yeah. don't have a lot more time to spend during the week. Okay, which is funny. You gotta go to like Bed Bath and Beyond and shit. Sure. Right. You guys have busy brunches. I you um, brunches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, the swinging. <laughs> no, so much wait. swinging. No, no. I thought we were talking about tea parties. You guys swing? I said key parties. Said, key oh, they said tea parties. Oh, holy shit! I'm sorry. I don't. Well, there are clearly you and I have different images of marriage. In yeah. the morning, tea parties. In the evening, key parties. <laughs> That's what marriage is. <laughs> tea parties and swinging. It sounds fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. It sounds really erotic. Sometimes together. <laughs> yeah. Just a really swinging Those are the most parties. Those are the most confusing parties. <laughs> so oh, with all great. the with oh, all the priceless. with all the tea and the uh, <laughs> and the extramarital the, the partner trading, mm-hmm. I don't have time to edit more. Right. Which I but, which uh, I take advantage of by extending it with tangents and bullshit. Yeah. Simon, so now you're married. Simon's really disturbed by the idea of all this swinging, so he tries to extend the podcast right. to, to make me spend more time editing. I just and, and I less just, time at key parties. It just seems like you guys don't love each other. Mm. It's a way no. of showing that you love them more, dude. Really? Yeah, yeah. right about a penthouse. <laughs> you and I are going to have need to have a long talk after this podcast. Can I bring my penthouse? Clearly, well, yeah. I mean, clearly, I have a lot to learn. Yeah, cool. Primarily about penthouse. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's on the floor. So yeah, so you're married and uh, and yet you do all the work, and I think that's really remarkable. Part of it's because you want all the equipment. I you know I came to you guys with this idea for this podcast, mm-hmm. and basically it was, uh, you know, I do I do performing, I do comedy, but I thought to myself, 
These jackasses are funnier than uh, most people I know. It's true. I enjoy talking to them about movies. Right. I need to get this out there into the world. Sure. I need to record and, this. And what we've discovered is that some people agree with you. Yeah. Some people agree with you that we are all funny. Some people. Sunny's one of them. Some people named Sunny who enjoyed other the people. Uh, mainly the people that don't listen to us are dickweeds. Yeah. And they don't believe we're funny. And you know what? Those people are pricks and will probably go to hell when they die. Yeah. I would like to exhort every listener to uh, vote for us at Podcast but no, Alley. No, 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 no. I, I have a different demand of our viewers. Not only that they vote for us, I mean, obviously that goes without saying, but that they expose this podcast to their friends. You want them to evangelize. Yeah, I, absolutely. I want them to proselytize. Sure. I learned that word. Perhaps on the subway. Yes. Yep. Like the homeless person in Sonny's message. So, moving on from that, though, I love um, we should do our recommendations. Yes, we should. Things that we actually enjoy. So, I'm going to start with Stuart. Oh, shit. Um, earlier today, I, uh, I caught, a, uh, caught a screening of the movie No Country for Old Men. Uh, and uh, surprise, bastard. surprise, that shit was awesome. Uh, yeah, really fucking good. I don't even know where to start, so uh, just go see. It's really good. Dan? Because I gotta think. Normally, it's good to use this time to talk about overlooked sure. stuff. Because what's the point in recommending something that everyone's already seen? Why are you making me feel like an asshole? Well, you haven't already seen. Okay, I mean, like also no, many people won't have already seen that. I, I I think Dan, what you're saying is you want to go with the an obvious choice. Yes. However, like, you know what's a great movie? Godfather. However, I've not seen a lot recently. I did see Eastern Promises, which, which I love, which is good. Yeah, it is good. good. But I think that that already got a lot of credit. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's already been covered. It did win at, at the Toronto Film Festival, so I think that's well, pretty sure. good. The Toronto Film Festival. I think that probably outranks the Flophouse The Flophouse? You're actually incorrect. A couple of months back, actually, while we were doing the Halloween podcast, so I couldn't actually talk about it because it's not a horror movie, I saw JSA, Joint Security Area. I have no idea what the, that is. Uh, it's, it's by uh, Chanwick Park, or oh, Chan sure. Park Wook, oh, sure. depending on where you read his name, mm-hmm. of Old Boy and Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance fame. And Sympathy for Lady I believe Vengeance. It would be Park would be probably his family name. Yeah? So how would you say it? Uh, Park Chanwook. All right. So Park Chanwook, great Korean director. This was his like breakthrough movie. And it's about a murder that occurs on the joint security area between North and South Korea. Right, right, right. And it was like a super high-grossing movie in yeah. Korea when it came out. I, I remember hearing about it. It's that. very good. It's 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 it has a lot of the stylishness of like say Old Boy, but it's I think a little. I mean, I didn't enjoy it as much, but I think it's a little deeper because it it sort of deals with real-world okay. concerns a little bit more. Kind of like D Wars. Yeah, well, exactly. that's another great like the movie. the danger of dragons. The right. danger of dragons. Beware the dragons that they provide when you're out going to see a Sunday matinee. If you're Robert Forster, beware a dragon. Want to watch out for dragons. Yeah, they're so, really terrible. What would you like to recommend? Fuck, I gotta recommend something now. I haven't uh, I haven't seen. Um, I almost watched The Secret of Nim the other day, mm-hmm. but ran out of time, so I didn't get to watch it. I remember thinking that was a really great movie. I saw American President the other day on TV. I kind of sure. like that movie, sort of good, I guess. And you it's know, Aaron Sorkin. It pops. Yeah. It's got that crackly dialogue. And, like so and if you want to see American President, it will be on TBS right yeah, now. Literally, you can <laughs> turn off your podcast and flip on TBS, and you can catch it. You might be happy. So you're through. in luck. Whatever. It's awesome. 
You're well, halfway through. It's going to replay right afterwards. They're going to play back-to-back American presidents. So it doesn't matter. You can, it'll be like old-time movie going. You can right. come in. You can Whenever leave. it happens, it's happening later. It's just nice because if you ever watch The West Wing, you can see... It's like a it's like a what-if. Like an old Marvel issue of what-if. What-if President Jebediah, was... whatever the fuck his name is, was the vice president and not the president. Yeah, that is... Some- Crazy also, shit. <laughs> what if Robolo wasn't on the president's staff? That's the what if world there. Okay. Wait, was the Watcher? Yes, the Watcher <laughs> did introduce every issue of what if. That is pretty awesome, man. Yeah, no, fucking what if was what awesome. What about the Beyonder? Was the Beyonder, the Beyonder was no. in. The, he was involved in the Secret Wars. He had oh, nothing to do with sure. what if. No, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We are dredging deep into the catalog of Marvel characters. Of the Marvel backlog. The now, Marvel before, I mean, I, I think I think Dan is probably fair to say that we're rat, we're closing in on the end here. We are closing. I in should here. I should make a brief. announcement. Yeah, you should make. A statement. I should make a brief announcement. I have business, personal business elsewhere, and I'm sure. going to be gone from New York City for an indeterminate amount of time. And what that means Good is that yeah. right. I yeah. I really drag this thing down. Um, <laughs> I am not going to be involved in the flop house. For some amount of time, I will have a re- be producing an independent podcast called what? The Flop House, and it will just be me. I will not be watching a movie. It's pretty much just going to be me being like, "I miss Dan and Stu." Oh well, that's Dan sweet. and Stu. You should call me sometime. Except it's going to be like an hour, and it's going to be every other day. Yeah, are you, you're going to release this out into the world? You're not just going to send this to us? <laughs> no, no, I'm going to be recording it on a boombox I have, and I'm going to be mailing you guys the cassette tapes. Oh, so that's... fucking look forward to that shit. So, but maybe you guys will enjoy it too if these two pricks decide want, to play it on the look, podcast. To I laugh, a guy who once uh, recorded uh, recorded himself taking poops okay. on uh, on a cassette tape and then mailed the cassette tape to a friend of his. Well, <laughs> well I remember being a kid and recording myself rapping "Ice Ice Baby." I didn't yeah. send it to anyone, but I recorded it. Should well, <laughs> I think like it, a record company. <laughs> yeah, well, well, when you're back home, even my demo tape. <laughs> well, when you're back home on your sabbatical, maybe you can find that tape and you can send it to us, and we'll put it on the flop house. Sure, I'll fucking probably do that because you know what? It's really fucking endearing. I just want to, I just want to make it clear to our loyal 200 listeners <laughs> that um, every Sunny is one. We're hoping that this is uh, just a temporary situation. However, that said, they've replaced me already. Well, no, I we've 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 entered into talks. Sure, the body's I, not cold. Look, I think the audience will be pleased with the succession of special guests we will have in your absence. Mm, However, we sure. will be keeping your chair warm for you. <laughs> I don't know. That, that actually doesn't sound that pleasant. We'll, no, it really doesn't. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know how you'll be keeping it warm with like a we'll, space we'll heater. Keep, we'll, keep, <laughs> we'll keep well with a succession of special right. Guests, other but. people's asses <laughs> will be keeping my chair warm. So that whenever I fucking come back, I'm like, holy shit, it's still warm, weird. For you. I never left. No, the podcast will continue, and hopefully Simon will return, and if he does, the chair will be open for him. And warm. We will kick whoever's Whatever prick ends up you call in to take over. Right out. Sure. So... But it's uh, a sad, it's sad. Right, right. So for however long it ends up being, uh, all 200 of you bastards, you're incredible people. And yeah. I'm a little bit in love with all of you. Like, not like a lot. Like, not so much like Giovanni Ribisi that I have a shrine, but tender feelings. It's oh, always those things like at a party, like I see you across the room, and I always wonder, like, is tonight the night I should tell him how I feel about it? Like in Labyrinth? But I don't. That doesn't happen in Labyrinth. <laughs> You're thinking of a different movie. No, I'm talking about that, like... No, in Labyrinth, there's an erotic masquerade ball. 
Okay. What well, I'm talking no, no, no. What I'm talking about is can't hardly wait. Okay. I'm the guy from can't hardly wait. And the whole night, the podcast viewers are like running around. It's the last night of high school. And I'm like, but I wrote you this letter. But we keep not being able to come together. I don't know if I've ever seen that movie. Really? You've never seen fucking Can't Hardly Wait? Well, you're you like, dickheads. If you turn on you know what? No, 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 Fuck that. Fuck that. I do not recommend American President. I recommend Can't Hardly Wait to Stuart Wellington. And I recommend it just to Stu. Stu watched Can't Hardly Wait. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. It sums up Simon's feelings towards you. It's got that fucking chick from uh, Six Feet Under in it. Yeah, you like her. Jennifer Love Hewitt. She wasn't in Six Feet Under. She was in... Can't Hardly Wait. Ghost Whisper. Anyway. <laughs> she was in Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> now that we've come, for, you. Now that we've oh, come full circle, much like Perfect Stranger the film did. And um, you know what? Bullshit. Balky wasn't in it at all. I know. Cousin Larry wasn't in it. The I'm chick sorry. that was the mom Cousin in Family Larry. Matters. Cousin Larry! Um, hey, is that shit on YouTube? So let's watch that after the podcast. But right now, <laughs> let's wrap things up. Because... Sad as it is, we have to say goodbye. It's true. And uh, I just want to exhort everyone, like I said, to go to the website. Don't say exhort. Um, click on Podcast Alley. Vote for us. <laughs> uh, write <laughs> a review for us in iTunes.com. I added a button. You can dig us now. And if um, <laughs> go to the Flophouse Podcast.blogspot.com. Don't go to theflophouse.blogspot.com because I discovered that that's a semi-pornographic uh, website. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, no, check that out first. Have what? a good masturbation session. And check then out both. Good ass fucking movie frank. review. But our maybe, hey, maybe those dicks will send us some free shit. Sure. We just fucking promoted them. So if you I would if like you work for the flophouse. Blogs.com send us some. Please porn, send us free porno. Various um, sex toys. Maybe. Dildos. We, you know, I may be the only one who's married, but uh, the others, you know, have I like a lady dildo. Friends. Sure, I enjoy a nice dildo. So, <laughs> but my last dildo got busted. But if you right. want, but if you want podcast information, go to dildos. the flophousepodcast.blogspot.com or send us an email at the flophousepodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> anyway, to sum up, mm-hmm. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I am Simon Fisher saying goodbye and I love you. <laughs> good night. Good night. That was a that was a good episode. It was pretty Man, good. That, we had some laughs. That's what's important. But uh, I just wanted to say, you know, like I'm to I be fair thanks. I, <laughs> I love you as well. Simon's in charge of Delaying the podcast and making it go really It's my official time, <laughs> official job. Yeah, yeah. And I'm in charge of editing it's that back down. Because I'm a pro.